Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. And I'm John. And today it is episode two of season two of Transformers Animated. It is the return of the Headmaster. This episode was written by Michael Ryan, who also wrote Headmaster and is obviously out of ideas. And the last time on Transformers Animated, after arriving on Earth, Sentinel Prime made a point of showing everyone that he hates Optimus Prime because he hates Optimus Prime. Paul, did you know that Sentinel Prime hates Optimus Prime because he hates Optimus Prime? I kind of got that. Kind of that, that vibe. That I, that's kind of the way they were going with it. Yeah. You got that vibe that's that he hates Optimus Prime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, in this episode, uh, Sari's packing her clothes. Child Services hasn't shown up, apparently. <laughs> but, but Powell does, and he, he tells her he's turning her bedroom into a laboratory. Yep, he's going to convert it into something for more R&D space. And by the way, your pet dog that was a gift from your father and your tutor bot are company property, so you don't get to take them with you. Paul, you mispronounced. Welcome back, Cotterbot. Oh, music. <laughs> yeah, so she leaves alone and the elevator door opens and it's headmaster Daniel, whatever, Masterson, yeah. whatever his name is. He starts with the leet speak and he's pretty stoked that his new lab is a little girl's bedroom. He's really excited he's about that for some way reason. Way too excited. He's, he's sitting there going, it's all mine. It's all mine. And it's a, a very pink eight-year-old girl's bedroom. Yeah. But the only thing it's missing is like a thousand like naked Barbies on the floor. But yeah, Powell says <laughs> with, with with a couple legs moving and half of them had their head their hair cut off. <laughs> missing legs missing. Yeah, Powell sends Sari on her way. And meanwhile, downtown, Optimus and Sentinel are on stage with the mayor and uh, the lady that I guess is his press secretary and Captain Fanzone's there too. And Sentinels says, uh, "We're here on behalf of Ultra Magnus, who's too friggin' important to even be bothering with this disgusting place and you filthy things. Even though we haven't detected any cyber contaminants on your, uh, hey, wh- what do they call that again? Wait a minute, Paul. I think Sentinel might be a dick. <laughs> They've been pretty subtle about it so far. But n- wait, now that you said that, I think Sentinel might actually be a dick. Yeah, Optimus just says." Skin, they call it skin. Yeah, 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 your skin. There's no contaminants on that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they have this whole bit. Uh, Sentinel's a dick, is the, the long and the short of it. In the end, he has to shake the mayor's hand where he goes, Nyeh. but <laughs> back to Sari, she moves into Optimus HQ and is really sad about her situation, obviously. Well, yeah. And Bulk and B, they don't really get that, but they decide they want to, they realize she's sad. They just don't, I don't know what their problem is, but they're going to try to make her feel better. Yep. It's going to be a nonstop party from now on. And she's wondering, like, why would my dad's company hire that headmaster guy in the first place? And because Dr. Sumdak wanted nothing to do with him. But uh, yeah, Bumblebee and Buck, I want to do something to cheer her up. And I guess the first thing they're going to try is deafening her with loud rock music videos. And she tells them she's going to go chill in her room for a while. And when she gets to her room, it has a home theater system the size of the wall and it's blasting the same shitty heavy metal. I wouldn't even call it heavy metal. It's almost like candy pop. It's the same four chords again and again and again and again (laughs) and again and again and again. And then the TV is just some psychedelic rainbow trip, whatever. Uh, We go back to, um, her old bedroom and uh, headmaster's losing his shit about the gaming system he's going to put in and pwn all the noobs. Yeah. Um, when Powell shows up and reminds him, hey, hey, whoa, 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 
I cleared your record, and I want you to make me a bunch of money by developing your military stuff. Yep, including headmaster units, and Masterson just loves that idea, but he needs a new test subject because uh, the robots he used before are so 10 minutes ago, and he wants one of those cool robots from outer space, like him, and the TV's on with, like, Optimus and Sentinel downtown, and he's pointing at Sentinel. Commercial break. And when we come back, Headmaster, uh, he calls Fan Zone, because this is how you report crime. You call yeah. the captain of the police directly. You call directly, the police yeah. chief directly. Whatever. And yeah. he puts an affectation in his voice. He's like, I saw Decepticons. Please come help. And uh, Fan Zone, who was at the press conference, is like, hey, thank you, ma'am. Yes. Which I'm not even going to get into that. Dude, you put an affectation in your voice. Whatever. But he gets pissed off. And uh, Fan Zone's like, hey, we got to go stop them Decepticons, dear. Yep, Dennis France and Sentinel and Optimus are still standing there on this platform and overhear this and they're off to investigate too. They transform and roll out and because he's a fucking asshole, Sentinel's all over the road smashing into cars and running red lights. Not even smashing into cars. He drives over them like yeah. in a way that I, I I know you don't understand that's people's property, Sentinel, but you you did it the most difficult way possible. You could have <laughs> yes. just avoided that. Anyway, uh, he they get to Path the most resistance. <laughs> they get to old Detroit. Sentinel's got like a stop sign sticking off his fender and <laughs> when they get there the police arrive shortly after and sentinel is a dick to fan zone because i don't know if you knew this paul sentinel prime is a dick uh, yes he is and uh this is why fan zone hates machines hey. especially machines with stop signs in their fucking ass or whatever he says <laughs> but uh, sentinel gets the battle mask on just like optimus can do sometimes and he tells optimus i mean maintenance prime to stand back and let him deal with this and so Optimus storming off the other way. He's like, I should have called him Pompous Gas Bag Prime. Yeah, that's what I should have said. And suddenly it's night. It's just yes. night. I don't know how long <laughs> they've been walking around. but um, So Sentinel's walking around. He gets spooked by a cat. And then he gets attacked by Headmaster. And then he calls Optimus. And this is... This was maybe my favorite part in this episode, where he calls Optimus and he's like, hey, uh, tell the humans to go away. Uh, there was nothing here. And come find me, but don't laugh and don't tell anybody. And Optimus is like, what's going on? So he's like, we know as an audience what's going to happen. But when Optimus shows up, the laugh that comes out of him, yes. this is why you pay money for good voice actors. That laugh, it was contagious laughter. It made me oh, laugh. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it was the only time I have legitimately seen Optimus Prime laugh in this series, I think. And it was just, it was very humanizing. I really liked that moment. Yeah. And Sentinel's like, look, man, I can't let anyone see me like this, especially Ultra Magnus. And you need to cover for me. And Optimus is like, well, what about letting me see it? What, you? Oh, you don't care about my fucking opinion. And uh, I'm going to cover for you just like you covered for me that time back in the day. Yeah. It doesn't matter, though. Optimus is a schmuck. You know he's going to do it. You know he's going to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, he picks Sentinel up just as Bumblebee calls and says, oh, hey, I just thought I'd call you, for no real reason but plot advancement, that uh, Sumdak hired that Powell guy. You know, just thought I'd tell you that. Even though I found out hours ago and I could have warned you. Yeah, and uh, Optim <laughs> or Optimus maybe guesses it. And he's like, I had a hunch. <laughs> anyway, we go back to B in bulk, and they have made this is so fucking dark, this spot moment. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hey, they don't know what humans eat, even though they've been here, they've seen her eat, but whatever. They've gone to her birthday party. They made her a meal, and her meal is a plate of acorns, a pile of fish, not even a pile, a fish bone. It's like a Scooby-Doo-style fish bone, like the head and the tail are still on it, but it's just like the rib bones in the middle, yeah. 
And there's flies around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three cans of oil and a live bunny rabbit. <laughs> they expected this girl to chomp into and eat a live bunny. It's fucked up. It's such a fucked up scene. I loved it. But uh, Sarah just gets up and walks away, and the rabbit hops off, and he goes the other way. And back with Optimus, he's inside the lobby of some deck tower, and he just sticks Sentinel's head in a plant. <laughs> it's like, don't run anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Powell confronts Optimus. He's like, where are you going? This is private property. Uh, Optimus asks for um, ma- head- Headmaster. Uh, and he's like, he's not here now, and this is private property. Fuck off. Yep, so Optimus just grabs Sentinel's head, and they leave, and Powell immediately gets the phone out and calls Masterson, but Moron. Optimus is listening in outside, and he wants to get Captain Fanzone down here with a search warrant, but Sentinel doesn't want anyone else to know that he lost his body. So they go to the signal on their own, which is at a ship that is starting to leave port. And as they're going towards the ship, they're going to try to get on. Suddenly this box rattles and it bursts open and it is Headmaster Spark Plug and Headmaster Welcome Back Carterbot and they attack. <laughs> yeah. Commercial break. He literally starts shooting his face off. But yeah, when we <laughs> come back, Optimus runs for cover with Sentinel's head and Welcome Back Carterbot is a ninja now, I guess. He jump kicks Sentinel's head away from Optimus and he just grabs grapple things back, though. And Sentinel's head, it looks like it bounces around, like, jumping around to try to avoid laser fire, which was, yeah. uh, who cares about Ball physics, head was kind of doing that, too, the last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Optimus grabs Sentinel. Um, there's This was actually a really cool move on Optimus's part. Uh, he grabs Sentinel, transforms, and drives over the two headmastered robots, and then ramps off the pier, <laughs> and Sentinel's like, we're not gonna make it, we're not gonna make it! Optimus transforms, turns, uh, kicks on the thruster in his axe, and that boost the axe to dig into the hall and then sentinel says i knew we we're gonna make it yeah. back with sorry bulkhead has his homer simpson glasses on and bumblebee has got the fucking professor hat and they're gonna oh, be her new boy. teachers and today's Jeez. lesson is about stuff and how it works so uh, you got any questions and she's like why is there no record of my existence? That is a good question, Sari. And they propose a number of ludicrous ideas. There's like, maybe she was born yeah. in, from an alien egg. Maybe she's from a different dimension. Maybe she's a robot. Maybe she's a Cabbage yeah, Patch cabbage doll. Patch doll. <laughs> um, and she just runs away in tears, obviously. This kid's life is a fucking mess. I can't blame her right yeah, now. Yeah. And, and they're just I making... actually empathize with this character. For yeah. Once. But back on the giant ship that has no crew whatsoever, Optimus carves the cargo hold open, but no sign of Sentinel's body in there. And then Sentinel's body, with the headmaster unit on it, knocks him into the cargo hold. Yeah, and has a newly powered and powered up shield and sword. Even Sentinel's like, whoa, where'd all this come from? And of course, because headmaster has to make some video game reference, he's like, I love the upgrades. Blavin, DLC. (laughs) And speaking of video games, because we're still not playing Fire Emblem, headmaster blocks Optimus's axe with Sentinel's lance and sends it flying out of the hole in the ceiling. Yeah, they duke it out pretty good. There's actually one moment here I liked where Optimus gets Sentinel's, um, yeah, Sentinel Prime's body. He slams it into the wall and just starts lacing fists into him. Just body shot, body shot, body shot. Oh, just and feeding the him whole punches. Time, Sentinel over on the other side of the cargo hold is getting knocked around going, oh, you asshole. Oh, you love this, don't you? Oh, you fucker. Harder, harder. Spit on me. <laughs> And Optimus even smirks at him while he's doing it. And yeah. At one point here, uh, a headmaster's like, oh, I am so leet. And Optimus is like, yeah, well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I did like that. Uh, yeah, he kicks the shit out of him, rips the arm off, and then beats him yeah. with the shield. <laughs> he's basically using that as his new weapon. Yeah. 
and Sentinel's even like, dude, you ripped my fucking arm off. And Optimus like tells him, yeah, just deal with it. And just starts laying into this guy with it. So he falls down, and then the headmaster unit starts to eject, or ejects, starts to run away. And Optimus just punts Sentinel's head into headmaster, <laughs> knocks him on his ass. And I guess it's like a turtle on its back because he can't get back up. Like, could, can't this thing fly, though? But, it yeah, has boost. Yeah, whatever. Sentinel's Paul, like, Paul, 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 you forgot the quote of not just Michael Bay Transformers movies, but Transformers in general, for some reason. <laughs> but Sentinel's like, man, you did that on purpose. And Masterton, he's going to go back to prison, even though he was never there. Oh, boy, this was so dumb. So Powell shows up mm-hmm. and he's he just explains to Fanzone why you can't arrest my client. And I'm going to be honest, a couple of them almost worked. The yeah. whole, hey, he was attacking robots and they don't have human rights. So that was kind of shitty. But then he points at Lake Erie and he goes, and didn't this happen in international waters? You should talk to the Mounties. There's so much wrong with that sentence. I don't know where to begin. Yeah, it's not international waters. The, nope. For the Great Lakes, the border runs right through the fucking middle. You're on one side or the other. Right? And if you were in international waters, why would you talk to the Mounties? Exactly. They'd be no more helpful. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, he leaves with Headmaster, and then Prowl and B, or sorry, B and Bulk are trying to, they don't know what to do, and Prowl says, hey, stop doing and just listen. Yeah. Just she'll come to you and just listen to her when she does. So they do. And they ask her how she's feeling. And she just lets it all out and starts crying. But they'll be there to listen to her from now on. So we close out this episode with a scene of Optimus and Sentinel reporting to Magnus. And Optimus covers for Sentinel because he's a schmuck. And he says, oh, Sentinel used himself as bait. And it allowed us to capture Headmaster. Yep. What a sacrifice he made. And, but Magnus has to run and get the phone. So Optimus and Sentinel leave. And Sentinel tells him, you know, Thanks, and that hurt more telling you that than you'll ever know when they shake hands. This is the guy who escaped the last time we saw him after unsuccessfully but very nearly blowing up Michigan after holding it ransom. But Powell says he got his name cleared. Who cleared his name? The Pope? More likely it was corrupt politicians willing to let him walk in exchange for his R&D for the military, but that's more like something we'd have seen in Transformers Prime, or especially one of the Bay movies, not this silly show. But whatever the reason, they let him walk, but it's still something you'd keep quiet. Need to know basis. And you know who doesn't need to know? The eight-year-old girl you're throwing out onto the street that you know has dealt with this guy before, and you know has dealings with the Autobots, and you know they still owe this guy for the other day. If they find out he's in town, they're going to want to do something about it. At the very least, try and disguise this guy. Tell him to get a haircut and stop talking like a fucking idiot. Get him to grow a mustache. Get him some new clothes. Paint the headmaster unit. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zip Pickers podcast show, the return of Headmaster. Paul, what did you think? Uh, I don't like the Headmaster and I don't want him to return <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> we agree. Yeah. Uh, in the last episode, I was like, hey, this kind of feels like home is where the spark is. This felt exactly like Headmaster. Except there was a little bit more character development, especially with Sentinel. I hate him a little bit less now. It does seem like he kind of learned his lesson here a bit until the next time when he's going to completely throw that out the window. But but, but again, we even both said we kind of feel for Sari in this one because she has really lost everything. She lost her father. She lost her house. She lost her company. And now nobody even knows she exists. There's There's no evidence of it. Yeah, that's messed up. That's messed up. And she has to eat bunnies live. 
live bunny rabbits <laughs> and fish so fucked up. So yeah, mine mine was my notes were kind of the same. It was a uh, Sentinel's annoying and uh, he's a bully for bully's sake. And it's not justified, and he's going to die in a fire with Sari. Except now, <laughs> maybe Sari doesn't die in a fire. No. She should try to find out what's going on, and, and then she can die in a fire. Well, the next episode we're going to watch is Mission Accomplished, but if you want to see two guys who could probably die in a fire, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Selby. Paul is at pmacpherson1. Yeah, Smokey the Bear is probably on there, too, so uh, say hi to him. <laughs> Only you can reinforce fires and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know, and rate and review us in your podcast app. Wow, I got that all backwards. <laughs> you can, uh, you know what? Find old episodes at transformersnippickers.podbean.com, and until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Ha <laughs> ha!